Zone. Brought to you by Chesterfield. 21 great tobaccos make 20 wonderful smokes. Regular Chesterfield. Chesterfield King. They satisfy. Precious Twilight Zone podcast, uh, where we take you through a new perspective of the Twilight Zone uh, with the eyes of five. Well, today it's six. Six college kids. That's 12 eyes. That's. Oh, <laughs> wow. 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 So many. Math is a heck of a drug. I'm Ben, because I get top billing. But, as always, I'm joined by my co hosts Ashley, Tabitha, Corey, Connor. And because it is episode five, and every five episodes we have a special guest, tonight's victim is... Ben Shad, the Polish-American Delaware. Wow, that was a really good intro. I was going to interview you, but I don't think I need to. <laughs> we already got if you your, want. We already got I'll your name covered, interview. and we already got your nationality, which is very important for the show. <laughs> and statehood. Yeah, yeah and statehood. statehood. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want for your uh, personal bio I'm going to you know file away in case you ever commit any crimes is... um. That joke was supposed to go over. No one laughed. I'm not <laughs> on the inside. Thank you. That's that's pretty much like telling me to get off the stage. <laughs> I think what it is is that these some of these people in this room don't know me, so they very well could have assumptions yeah, that could I could be, get arrested. You could get arrested. Just of, just basing on like first impressions here. Uh, what is your major? I uh, am a communications cool. with a focus in broadcasting. Very cool. Uh, your favorite episode of the Twilight Zone. Uh, I've actually never watched The Twilight Zone until yesterday, so I guess we can consider this episode my favorite, Ooh, but that's up for debate yes. after And what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And what's your favorite ice cream flavor? And what's your Co- favorite ice cream flavor? This is, this is a very important <laughs> question. Cookies and cream. That's Ooh, a good that answer. That is a good one. That is a good, good answer. answer. That's a good answer. Before we jump into tonight's episode, did anything Twilight zone happen to us over the last two weeks? Hmm. We did record a, a special bonus episode last week, so I guess it would really just be, did anything Twilight Zone happen to us last week? I watched a spooky movie called 1922, which is from the latest Stephen King short story collection. It was really good. I fell asleep halfway you through. Did. You missed but, some of the drama. But I uh, saw all the spooky bits, so... Uh, you honestly fell asleep for the boring parts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> perks, of, perks of watching movies with your girlfriend, you can fall asleep and she'll tell you everything that happens. <laughs> What's the definition of like a Twilight Zone Literally moment? anything. Like some weird stuff that like, happened to you. Like one time I almost got hit by a cop car. Yeah, that, that was my that. story one week. <laughs> like there were, I had a dream last night where like I felt like I was going like 250 <laughs> miles per hour. And, like, I actually got, like, a head rush. Like, I actually, like, was... It felt like I was strapped into a roller coaster, and then I, like, woke up at 2 a.m., and I was like, what the hell just happened? It lasted for, like, all of three seconds, but I still, like, got, like, an adrenaline rush out of nowhere. I think they call that a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) That's very well possible. You might want to consult a physician about that. Anything else from I have something that involves me and Tabs. So, this might have actually been more than a week ago, but I forgot to tell it last time. Uh, we played the Bioshock DLC the other night. Ooh, Burial at Sea. We, we still have to finish it. Which we still have to finish. Very which good. We won't tonight, but we will soon. Just because we're doing other things tonight. Um, Play the Bioshock games. They're worth your time. They're very good. But anyway, so we're playing, and the Bioshock games, if you don't know, they take place underwater. And my PS4 decided it wanted to be really weird, and it messed up the audio so that all you could hear was like a whale sound. Ooh. And it would cut into the it other audio. Really it was weird. really like, scary. Was it like creepy? Yeah, yeah it was no, super it was loud. Loud. It was I just like that. a loud noise. And then when you backed out of the game, it would stop. That's crazy. But like as soon as you open the game back up again, it would start. Like <laughs> so we, we had need... we ended up restarting everything, unplugging it, plugging it back in. It was it, it was just really creepy. That need, we need more whales in video games. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, okay, so more video games in Wales. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to. <laughs> the other night, Ash and I watched As Above, So Below, which yes. is a phenomenal movie, and I got scared during one of the transition scenes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It was like the one where they're walking through the street, and then the camera moves, and then they're in the party, and I oh, wasn't yeah. ready for oh, it. Oh, yeah, you did jump. <laughs> I did, and I don't know why I jumped. But so after that, I pulled an all-nighter to write a paper that was due the next morning, mm-hmm. that I had it started. Right. You know, like you do. And so I was in the basement of the smack, (laughs) 
and I had to go to the bathroom. And there's a bathroom down there. All the bathrooms are terrifying at night. Well, that and this one bathroom, the way that it is, it looks like they added an addition. Oh, yeah. I call it the maze bathroom. (laughs) But for some reason, I decided to go to the stall that's all the way in the back. So I'm alone in this bathroom while it's kind of dark, and I'm in the stall all all the way in the back, and the entire time I was just expecting something to, like, pop out just because I watched a scary movie right before the the toilet or from the... There's anywhere because it's an empty bathroom. And the toilet seat was, like, awkwardly high off the ground where, like, I was on my tiptoes and it made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing scares me, like, you know, off-kilter toilet seats ruining a good (laughs) poop. All right, Corey... I live with you. So. There we go. <laughs> the joke keeps on. Did anything actually happen this week, though? I live with them. <laughs> no fun friends. Everyday memories. We watched a one-legged guy wrestle tonight. He lost. I was so yeah, mad. They built him out like, like a screams though. Oh, yeah, dude, you went to film the screams of a lady. The best thing that happened is over the intercom, they were playing a Fred Durst remix. <laughs> just get, like mixed in with a rap song. I was freaking out. <laughs> Nobody else was freaking out. Is that the scariest part of Field of Screams? Uh, either that or when they played Goldberg's song on the Haunted Hayride. <laughs> that was very scary. There's nothing scary. But not the actual Haunted Hayride. No. No, no. It was just people like on your shoulder like, I'm Aww. gonna eat your eyeballs. Like, <laughs> 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 I don't want to have to see you every day. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, Brian. Love you. Connor, anything? Anything this else? Like uh, we're seeing I right mean, now. Ben, but that's not Twilight Sony. All right, well then, nothing. Are we all just picking on Ben today? Is that what's happening? All right. Ben, Ben, not Ben. Ben. Oh, yeah, I thought it was Ben. Ben implies musical ability. <laughs> Which I'm sure Ben Vlam has yeah, because okay. he's a wonderful person. Your boy edits your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could disappear from this project very soon. Oh boy. Uh, I guess the last thing is that Tabs and I both independently watched Mindhunters. A new, I finished it I finished right it before too. coming here. So A new drama on Netflix, a semi-autobiographical drama about... A, a biopic, I guess it'd be. Yeah, it's, it's the, not a book about the the, the the start of the BSU. Yeah, the start of the the, uh, the behavioral science unit and how they termed the or coin termed the coin coin the term <laughs> yep. serial killer. Thanks, boys. I understand that I messed up. <laughs> <Yep>. So do we. <laughs> All right, let's get started. <laughs> Tonight we are reviewing uh, a season three episode. Showdown with Rance McGrew. Again, your boy was too lazy to find out what number in the production run this was. Yell at me if you wish. But it uh, it was in season three, which means you can watch it on Netflix, Hulu, um, the DVD box set if you're a good child like me. Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay if you're a bad child like the other band. <laughs> I feel we have a very kind of like yin-yang going on thing going on. Uh, opposites attract. I yeah, think we got that I'm Ben, and you're download illegal software, Ben. <laughs> I don't know why I gave you an attack. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not Holy Ben. I'm the one that went to Catholic school here. Yeah, so. <laughs> I went to Quaker school. We're known for our <laughs> uh, If we were cowboys, we would be dead. That's true. I mean, well, yeah. The joke? Is what? it over this week? The joke where I'm like, if we were blank, we'd be blank. Is it over? Oh, I, I thought that's... you just meant because there's no more cowboys. No, yeah. you know, that's the joke. If we were cowboys, we'd, we'd be, be dead. dead. I get the I joke, it. but it's not over. Oh, oh the joke's oh. not dead? All right, well, I'll be back <clears> next <throat> week with a hopefully better joke. I like I it. I like it. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think we can uh, gallop our way into the plot here. Uh, why did you put a southern accent in the Gallop our way into the plot here. Some 100 odd years ago. Motley collection of tough mustaches galloped across the west and left behind a raft of legends and leisure domains. And it seems a reasonable conjecture that if there are any television sets up in cowboy heaven, and any one of these rough and woolly nail eaters could see with what careless abandon their names and exploits are being bandied about, they're very likely turning over in their graves, or worse, getting out of them. Which gives you a clue as to the proceedings that will begin in just a moment. When one Mr. Rance McGrew, a 3,000-buck-a-week phony baloney, discovers that this week's current edition of Make Believe is being shot on location, and that location is the Twilight Zone. We open our episode uh, amongst a dusty, dusty... Uh... <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you do to your sock? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> the sock is upside down. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are you doing? He doesn't have it on all the way. Like, what? I put my socks on like like a, a normal man, one foot at a time. It's not always right. Just please stay in. It's staying in. But, but, but why is it upside down? Because I was wearing shorter shoes. I'm not hiking my socks up one way. Look at you. Look at Corey's and look at the My socks are ankle high. His would go up to like his knee. But this one's right. But I'm just asking why the heel is on the top of your foot instead of where it's supposed to be. The episode opens up. (laughs) The episode opens up with a dusty, a dusty, uh, I guess, crane shot of a small, small western town in the uh, cowboy heaven. I don't want to keep getting more southern progressively (laughs) as I talk about the plot. But uh, these two gentlemen are. Asking when uh, Rance McGrew will show up because he knows he's going to be shot today, which is the first of many gags that a few of us think land very well and a few of us don't. Hilarious. When they're impl- do I need to explain every joke? They're yeah, implying they're implying they're implying shot like pew pew, but because he's an actor, he's going to be shot on film. <laughs> come on, oh. come on! That that went right over my head. <laughs> oh, so you you actually just didn't get it. <laughs> if I, if I didn't get it when I watched the episode, that means it's a bad joke. Oh, that is not true. At all. Uh, I mean, debatable. We'll talk about this more. In this is this actually why like, I picked this isn't like a Rick and Morty situation. You don't no, have hey, to, hey, hey, you yeah, don't hey, need no. to have a high IQ to understand we'll, this we'll, episode. Gosh darn. We, Connor, we try to prevent you. it. Heck you. Can we both hit Connor out of the yes. box? <laughs> I actually chose this episode for this reason, Ben Shad. You are a, you're a goober, and I appreciate that, and you're also part of MUTV, so I thought, let's pick an episode about cinema. We see this car pull up, and that's yeah. when you get the joke. And he almost hits them. With his car. Yeah, he was really mean about yeah, it. They, they had to, like, jump up onto the porch. So yeah. <laughs> honestly, he scared the horse. Honestly, hey, the, horse. The, car, the car gag was the only thing that hit home, that hit for me in this episode. Wow. Hit home? Do you live in a car? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. That's <laughs> <laughs> what recording this podcast. Surprise. <laughs> Gar's car? It's no. surprisingly large. No, but, like, I thought... You just kind of think that he's going to come in riding on a horse, and then he comes in... Driving uh, really fast, yeah, yeah. with yeah. horns and Mustang with oh, horns, yeah, because they had convertible the convertible and, and that that's that's when I lulled. But <laughs> that's <laughs> when I lulled. Right, to get Connor out of the podcast. XD Roar. Ben Chad, you're the new host. <laughs> oh great! You start next week. <laughs> start next week. Your uh, your pay is zero. <laughs> <laughs> wow, zero to zero. Just like the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. Sports. Bad jokes aside. Um, yeah, he, he gets to the bar and he gets in and the director's like, you were late. And he's like, oh, I woke up this morning. I knew we'd just shoot these sentimental scenes and my, my tummy hurt so bad because I hate these sentimental scenes. Yeah, he was saying something about how like he was going to get emotional with the scenes. I didn't yeah. get that. Yeah. It was like, oh, I always get I always get worked up when we get these when we do these scenes. I'm like, what scenes? It's a western. Like, you don't get emotional over a western. That's not how this works. It, it gave me westerns. a very Floyd not for westerns when it happened every deal. day outside your a window. Day. Like he you was didn't very care. Full of himself. Like I, I was like, wow, we're watching. You could kill Bernie. a man for twenty dollars and clear yeah. your name. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> a better time in American history. Yeah. <laughs> I know this, is prob- this might not be the right place for it, but like after that initial scene when he walks out and they introduce Rod, I think that was a really cool shot. No, it was. Yeah, it was a really good mm-hmm. transition. So this is the first of many cool Rod transitions. We haven't seen a lot of cool Rod transitions. We haven't seen a lot just because uh, season one, he didn't really do it much. Season four and five, he was too bothered to even leave Antioch <laughs> where he was teaching at the time. So season three and season two were a lot of cool ones. And this is probably one of my favorite. Uh, just the, the door opening and he's lounging. Rod Sterling was a was a lanky man. I think he looks good in a suit. <laughs> uh, did it, did you guys like his speech? I particularly enjoyed. I just the, like the mustachioed. The phrase of phony baloney. Phony baloney. Yeah. 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 For me. Mustachioed. Was I just good. like the word mustachioed. It's fun to say. <laughs> he had a way with words that usually was good, sometimes bad, but I think he really nailed it in the speech. Uh, another thing I immediately noticed post this scene was the soundtrack. We are going to bounce into that a little later, but that mm-hmm. was just kind of a cool little Western thing. So he starts filming the scene, and uh, immediately he starts messing up. 
Uh, like terribly messing up yeah. not just like oh I messed up my line like oh I broke the mirror and messed oof. up he, bro- he breaks the multiple mirror. times <laughs> that, that, that he made drops me the oof. glasses he there's breaks scene, the bottle there's and... a scene where the bartender throws him the glass and well, he slides, uh, it, across slides it across yeah slides it across <laughs> slides it across <laughs> slides it across slides the, it across the across. bar table he misses the first one and the second time he catches it can't open it so he breaks well, it not only does he catch it but he does this like he awkward like thing it. Yeah. It's like when you throw a ball to your like non-sporting friend and you put some heat on it just to see him react. Like he does that, but it's an entire bottle of whiskey and he's like clutching it like he just got tossed his first pro football. Non-sporting it's like, friend. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's it's a bottle across a bar. How hard is it to just stop it with like cuz like you we all see the traditional shot where it like slides across the bar and it just clutches yeah, it in your hand and it. he's just like like hogging it awkwardly it. as it comes his way I want to know if the actor like accidentally messed that up the first time so they just kind of like kept it in with the script um no I don't think so I, I feel like that would because you just cool have to put movie. your hand out like I don't think it's that yeah. difficult of yeah. an actual thing to do I, mean, it I would, meant like the it, fumbling <laughs> these were two of no. many mo- moments in the show that made me go oof <laughs> 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 I think I know the other one so we'll uh Oh, we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. When we get In there. good time, we will oof. <laughs> that sounds like an album name. In, In time, we will oof. In time, we will oof. I'd buy. I'd, I would buy. I, I would buy. Illegally download. <laughs> um, so, eventually, it gets to the scene where Jesse James walks in, and uh, there's some cool, cool tricks that he does, like shoots the gun out of his hand, and... They're about to. They're about to shoot the scene the, where the actor Jesse James. I think we should. Yeah. Yes. We need to. The we guy do, acting as the Jesse guy James. acting as Jesse James, uh, because you know the twist in this episode is the real Jesse James is you know totally not gonna come into the bar later. Wink, <laughs> wink. You didn't even wink there. There we go. <laughs> I winked with my mouth. <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> but he just said wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess you technically did I wink did. with your mouth. Take a step back, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Take a step back. It sounds like a weird thing to do with a member like of a significant other. Yeah, like, if, <laughs> I don't want to, like, wink with my mouth when I'm making out with somebody. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, yeah, what does hey, winking man. with your mouth look like? <laughs> I feel like it's like you, like, break half of your jaw and you try to recite Oof. the national anthem. <laughs> Why did you just think? The national anthem. <laughs> exactly like that. Yep. All right. All right, so post-winking. Um, that didn't actually happen in the episode. And the actor yeah. then, uh, they get to the scene where Jesse James shoots... Uh, yeah, Floyd Bernie from behind. Not, not Floyd Bernie. Not Floyd Bernie. He's from a different episode. <laughs> Rance McGrew from behind. He <laughs> plays him dirty. I wonder how many times Floyd I said Floyd Bernie. Bernie. They look alike, and they're pretty much the same character. He shoots him from behind... He's supposed to. He well, plays he, him doesn't, dirty. he doesn't want to. The actor goes up to the director and is like, "Hey, man, I've read about Jesse in the history books, and like, he would never ever shoot somebody in the back. He's too much true. of an honest man for that." Yep. Brent, in the bar. Jesse lies over there. Brant thinks that he's unconscious. Jesse takes a gun up off the floor and fires at Brant's back. At his back. That's right. Looks like I don't want to fight you, but. That's not the way Jesse James used to operate. But everything I read about the guy, he, he fought pretty fair. Can I yell something? Oh, that's thinking. That's 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 real creative thinking. Warn the fastest gun in the West that he's about to be shot. Look, you're up against Rance McGrew. And when you're up against Rance McGrew, you play it dirty or you play it dead. Now stop arguing and get on with it. This is cola. I told you I wanted ginger ale. It's got to look like whiskey. Sorry. Either straighten this off out or fire it. So yeah, Rance isn't Rance isn't thrilled with uh, the actor who's portraying Jesse James's uh, demands. He he's saying, "Hey, don't do this. Don't mess with Rance because if you mess with Rance, you end up in a grave." Does he really say that? Something. I mean, I'm gonna along the lines along the lines of. I mean, he's not gonna. He's not threatening the life of the actor. Yeah, he's just, just like, like job. Plus, can we all agree that think... Rance is a very stupid name? Watch yeah. your Rance. <laughs> <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> Rance McGrew. Rance McGrew. I'll have to look up how popular Rance was as a name. I'm or better yet, now. look up like baby names of Rance after this podcast comes yes. out and just see yeah. a giant like, spike <laughs> as it, it like flatlines, and then ever since this podcast comes out, it just yes. skyrockets. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna. We're that Bring back the name Rance. It sounds like his name is Ranch. 
Ranch like, McGrew. Or Hidden, Rally, Hidden Valley Ranch McGrew. <laughs> Hidden Rally Vanch McGrew. Ha ha ha. I speak good. <laughs> Me talk pretty someday. <laughs> Me, talk pretty. Me talk pretty no day. Um, so... He's like, at the bar and he has to do like they fast. I think they go like it fades out and it fades back in and he's yeah, supposed to do super like, bad time traveling. He's, like, he's complaining about the drink. He said that yeah. he wants ginger ale. I want ginger ale. But they're like, nobody sounds like at all. <laughs> this is real whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's no, let's no, that's place it in. is not <laughs> enthralled with his uh, booze drinking situation but through the saloon gates would they be gates double doors they're gates yeah yeah, yeah I would yeah. say they're more gates the real Jesse James walks in and he's a hunk of a fella I, large yeah. and in charge I didn't expect him to be as tall as he was yeah I thought I thought he was just a small dude for some reason <laughs> He was clearly tall. I th- no, like like IRL. So oh, like they wow. were trying to I'm not sure. I think I well, know, if you well, we'll Billy get... the kid was definitely small because well, well, yeah. he was a kid. He sounds scrawny. Yeah, he wasn't a kid. He just sounds very you, scrawny. No, he was super scrawny. His wrists were so thin. I love Billy the kid. It's really gross. Um, no, not not that not the wrestler who thought his character being a heroin addict would have been funny. Please continue. <laughs> anyway, it's not. So his, no, it's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Finish your story. His wrists were so, so thin. This is Billy the Kid, not Jesse James. Um, that they handcuffed him, and he could get out of him. He could just pull right out. It's wild. That's sick. So Jesse James starts automatically berating Rance McGrew, mm-hmm. making fun of him, and we're actually going to splice these in because I think these insults are. They call me Jesse James. The real Jesse James, not that side of pork that's been play acting me. So he's talking about all the people that Rance uh, has uh, done wrong. What is a bushwhacker? Someone look. Did I already looked that up. Yeah. Did you. It was. It? I thought it was a bushwhacker. We'll get <laughs> Ashley's real definition yeah, 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 and then yeah. we'll let Corey do his WWF well, WWE we'll plug. We'll let him do the WWE plug it. while I make I sure I'm saying the right thing. Well, it's a cocktail. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. Alright, Corey, can... what is a bushwhacker? The Bushwhackers. <laughs> oh, there's two. We're a terrible tag team from the 1980s named Luke and Butch, and I thought that oh. this was a reference to that. Early 60s, 50s. The Bushwhackers were a pair of New Zealanders. Their gimmick was that oh, they were stupid, and mm-hmm. they were. They licked people's they heads. They licked people's heads. Uh, the Bushwhackers are also a drum corps that I competed up. against this summer. Did you beat them? Ah, uh, yes, we did. Good. I know yes. I know a guy who marched. Actually, no, like a bunch of guys who I saw the Urban Dictionary, and I was like, yeah, no. All right, so what is a bushwhacker? <laughs> so if, if you're listening you to a bushwhacker, <laughs> shout out to DCA. Not Probably not. I know. What is, what, is a, what is a bushwhacker? You can take it because it's on your phone. Oh, I just, okay, hold on. Let me, let me pull it back. I think it's again. just like a rough It's someone that is, it's, it's a, a master of the gunslinger. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So like it's in a the, quick draw. In Tombstone. Masters of the quick draw. They would face each other, insult each other, and then draw and fire. Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. The fastest gun would win. Doc Holliday, I guess, from Tombstone. I'm so proud of you. The guy from the Magnificent Seven, uh, not Chris Pratt, but maybe uh, one of the other guys. Good night, the, the one that had the PTSD. Yeah, he was, he was a he was good a night, Yeah, good. I love that. I movie. just love that name. Yeah, good night, Robo Uh <laughs> Rod Squad movie plug of the day: The Magnificent Seven, uh, starring uh, what's Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington, and Chris Pratt. Great film. Uh, really also, good. Tombstone, really good movie. <laughs> also, Tombstone, secondary movie. Uh, so, really, there's just a <laughs> montage of competition that these two gentlemen. Uh, go through. They. My favorite scene is the one where they try and roll the cigarette. And oh, yes. so Rance does not do it particularly well. He's shaking the entire time and spills tobacco everywhere while he's trying to be cool about it. And, and also, also it's damp too. So yeah. like, yeah. like, like Jesse James has this nice firm cigarette and he's already smoking it. And then meanwhile, Rance's is covered in tobacco on the outside. It's droopy, it's soggy, it's wet. <laughs> it's, it's not a good smoke. Uh, my mind went to the gutter, I'm sorry. I'm surprised nobody else picked up it, on it. It, it, is, it is the Rod Squad. <laughs> we, all, we represent all kinds. <laughs> Alright. So, um, after this... <laughs> it's like, what? But it's like, wait. Okay, we're gonna, we're Are gonna you cut okay? That 
Yes. <laughs> After that, uh, Jesse James uh, challenges Rance to a formal gunfight, the draw or pace, draw and shoot kind, and uh, Rance responds by immediately running away. And has a, he's a big old baby. Has a kind of funny monologue about rushing that goes something like this. I'm going to be square with you. A lot squarer than you've ever been with any of us. Face to face and no, uh, what do you call them, stuntmen? Right out on the street, you and me. You coming down one side of the street, me coming down the other. No, but that's, that's, that's been done. That's been done. Did, didn't, didn't you see gunfight in Red Rock? Lousy. Didn't like it. Let's go, Marshall. Now, you come around this corner, and I'll come around that corner. I'll let you make the first move. Nothing could be fairer than that, could it, Marshal? Well, why, no, 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 indeed. Well, I, I will say tomorrow afternoon. This afternoon. Now. Well, it be this afternoon. It'll be tomorrow afternoon. Rush, rush. Rush, rush, rush. That's all anybody knows. Rush, rush, rush. Just a quick recap of jokes we missed that we were just talking about over the cut break. Uh, there's a scene where he keeps calling for a stuntman, and the stuntman does wacky things. That was a money joke. It's really good. Uh, there's a part that I probably spliced in where whenever something bad happens to him and he can't do anything about it, he yells, cut, you know, in a whimpering voice, which is yes. hilarious. Was there any other jokes that anyone thought were particularly Ooh, funny that I missed? I think I covered the best of the episode. I mean, there were jokes, but... All right, Connor. <laughs> All right, Connor. <laughs> Thank you for your lightning input. After the failed gunfight, he begs Jesse James not to kill him. He promises he will do anything. And Jesse James goes, anything, huh? So he's like, yeah. So after he begs, he tells Jesse he will do anything. He gets warped back into the future. Warped? Warped back into the future. Holding a bottle. And uh, he's alerted to the fact that his agent, pointed out by guest Ben Chad and Ashley Jambell, uh, that is outside, and when you believe it, twist of the night, it's Jesse James in a in a in Hawaiian a Hawaiian shirt, shirt. In, a, in a beret, in a beret, right? in a beret. Who's Our down to earth shirt. to make sure that Rance doesn't do any of the fellas up in Cowboy Heaven any more harm okay. in terms of their name? Can we just talk about how the plot of this episode is that? All the dead cowboys are basically offended that Rance McGrew is a bad cowboy. I think that's amazing. <laughs> that's really good stuff, I, man. Really, I think that's a really like, ingenious kind of Connor, you're cool killing me here a bit. Look, this is probably the best comedy episode we have in the series. This is my favorite episode. It goes downhill from here. It goes, what? Listen, we're going to get to an episode called The Bard about a guy, a failed writer. Can't wait. And it's honestly the worst hour of your life. It's season four, too. Is that the next one? No, the next one is not funny bad. It's just bad. I think the funniest episode is the one with the, Mar- the guys, um, what is it? We're from Mars, Daddy-O. Black leather jacket. That is the funniest one. You're crazy. Oh, I thought it was so funny. Anyway, he tells Rance that he's going to start doing his own stunts and give Cowboys a good name, and he's going to give Jesse James a fighting chance. And that fighting chance is this. Too young to die. I'll do anything you say, Jesse. I'll do anything you say. Just give me a break. See, you got nominated for an Emmy. Two. what he had to do was he jumped through a window out onto the street and uh, Jesse's like alright next week we're gonna have you uh, do some more crazy stuff and the episode ends with Rod Rod take us out I didn't actually say Rod take us in so that would be fun splicing it Rod take us out evolution of the so called adult western and the metamorphosis of one ranchman group formerly phony baloney now upright citizen with a preoccupation with all things involving tradition truth and cowpoke predecessors it's the way the cookie crumbles and the six-gun shoots in the twilight zone. All right, moving on to general thoughts. 
Uh, let's start with the plot. We talked a bit about this during actual plot discussion, but what did we all think of the uh, plot here? I let's mean, see what I have written down. I'm sure oh, took well, notes. While he's yeah. looking, I didn't think the plot was that bad. I just think there was a lot of like plot holes, and there was like weird transitions. Like, like what plot holes? Yeah. How can he just come down from cowboy heaven and be a person now? Probably like, with a cowboy escalator. <laughs> really it's the, it's it just doesn't. It just doesn't. Like it's the Twilight Zone, Ashley. Okay, okay. It does come back to no, life. I, I do. I do. But like, why wouldn't just the other cowboys come back to life and live their lives again? Then, if you can just be I reanimate, think, maybe well, that's actually a good point. Maybe it was because they had like. But a there's laws death. now. Like they couldn't ever yeah, be cowboys they, again. Maybe Jesse James was just like the messenger on like Maybe. behalf of all the cowboys yeah. in cowboy heaven. They might also like, be happy stop. in cowboy heaven. Cowboy heaven could just be the lawless then, west. Then why does it matter what some guy's doing? It's there? because, because he's disgracing the their names though and the legacy. Yeah. Maybe maybe they like voted Jesse James to be the one to come down and straighten everything they out. That, yeah. Oh, did and they? Yeah, they. he was a commit that part. Also, committee. also a lot of those guys like Billy the Kid, like he's an outlaw, not a cowboy. Well, what's the yeah. difference, really? The cowboys, uh, they uh, they herd cattle. Okay, okay. it's the fifth. That's the literal definition. Like like, like, okay, the they were all outlaws. Yeah. Well, I, it was the 50s. It was a simpler time. It's just, it's just, I just, I don't know. I didn't like that about it. The historical inaccuracies. Oh, yeah, I'm a history major. Well, <laughs> that'll do it. I personally love the plot. I thought it was kind of original for a Twilight Zone. I think it was a pretty interesting ghost story. And I really enjoyed how it was a comedy-based episode, and it was funny, which is mm -hmm. not something Rod Sterling has always done particularly well. No offense, Rod. You beautiful man in the sky. <laughs> he's rolling in his... He's going to come down now and send a messenger. <laughs> if Rod Sterling came down to me, I would cry. Like, I would... <laughs> he'd be like, Ben, you're messing my legacy. I would, I'd would. i be like, I'm so sorry, sir. Can I have an autograph? <laughs> <laughs> Your work is fantastic. Anybody else have anything to say about the plot? We have two sides. Um, I think the plot was just because this was my first Twilight Zone episode. It wasn't too bad. I I like like I said I like how there was an there was some originality to it. I think going into a western was kind of something that I wasn't expecting from the Twilight Zone, knowing how it's typically a sci-fi like that's yeah, say, right? yeah like fair. it's it's considered science fiction. So the fact that a particularly sci-fi show decided to dip its hand into the Wild West was kind of like oh that's an interesting like. That's choice there and then the way they kind of just played everything out from like exact from someone who was kind of like outside looking in here was like okay this was actually a pretty good story yeah that's a really Connor, good point because you you're the other voice of uh, anti-plot here hey there's nothing wrong with wrong I mean I mean I get it it's like it's not too convoluted or anything it just I hope that didn't hear. Didn't, well, somebody's that gonna be here. You're gonna, you're gonna have to look for it now. <laughs> I could, that was like a that was like a lower abdomen. I thought like you were like disagreeing with Connor and going. Oh. No, I thought that was a fart, and I got really. Yeah, sick. I, I, it sounded like a fart to me. It, I it was sounded like, like my kidney just committed <laughs> sapaku from the inside. We'll have to. I'll have to see in post. Check for stones. Yeah. <laughs> Finish your thought, Connor. Please, I'm sorry for interrupting with my body. <laughs> I mean, I already, I already said it. I just, I just think it's kind of goofy. It's kind of like funny, but not like <laughs> hilarious funny. It's just like why? It's also '50s funny. Like, yeah. You gotta understand, yeah. like this was like 1962. I think mm -hmm. this came. Out. That's probably that's probably why well, I, I just like, don't I think, find it funny. I, I think I love Lucy and like Leave It to Beaver. Oh, I, I love Lucy. Uh, that's such a good show. I think 1960s. It was funny from like a wit perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I like I could see a bunch of like English <clears throat> literary majors getting in a room and guffawing at this, but I can't I mean, see the common man so, fresh so, from plumbing his toilet guffaw. after a nice night of hamburgers <laughs> and sausages. <laughs> I like this episode. I felt like it was like kind of fast-paced. I did yeah. like that. Oh, I'm sorry, Connor. Connor I thought you were finish. done. <laughs> Connor, please. I mean, the the plot itself, like I I don't think it was I don't think it was really that good of a plot just because I I don't know. I just didn't like it. But like from a comedy perspective, a lot of it came off as not as much comedy, but just kind of cringy for me. That's fair. I can see that. That's that's the main reason why I didn't think the comedy hit well for me. The the plot like it wasn't very deep like you said, but I was like thoroughly entertained the entire time. And it, it was a lot of dry humor, which is my jam. So like yeah. this this was a really good episode for me. 
Alright, moving on to uh, the cinematography. Um, it was. It was bad. Yeah, no, I actually really good. enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked the fading when they were changing. Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Times. And how they did it with the people. Oh, fading I thought that, that was terrible. Oh. Really? The yeah, like. I mean, I, I, no, I mean like for the time though. Yeah. You have to I don't even yeah, know if for the time it was you, good. You're also talking to the girl that over the mind of the matter thought the masks were amazing. Yeah, you have low standards. <laughs> I do. I hated those masks so much. I thought. I thought that was not the best. Even for the time. I don't know. I liked it. Oh, ben made a sorry. really good point when we were watching it. Um, there's a part where they're pulling out of the scene. So oh, it's like, are we going to talk about oopsies? Oh, I, right. just, I was going to comment. Like, they had oopsies, and we noticed no, we the oopsies. There are a few cinematic, cine, cinematic cinematic oopsies. For one, they pull out, and you can recognize modern cars in the distance so during, like, during the old western period. Well, what would have been a nice shot. Yeah, well, was it was kinda, still a nice shot. It's just they worked with what they had to. Yeah, it, but it kind of, like distastes it a little bit. What I like about the cinematography in this one is how, like, the shots that they did once the transition happened were all very Western-themed. Like, if you've ever watched an old Western movie, like, it was the typical, like, they were very still shots. It was always one person was talking on screen, and then when the other person had something to say, it was just a snap right to him, and it's the close-up. I really like how they kind of paid attention to detail of how, like, all right, if we're going to make a Western episode, let's get Western shots instead of kind of, like, following or moving a lot that yeah. some other shows might have done. I thought mirror... Uh, did you want to go first? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can go. Well, mirror. I thought the mirror work was really nice. There was a lot of broken mirrors mm. and I think everything looked very crisp. That is an oof moment. They, they made us several made oof. Us is, oof. is that like, canon in our podcast? Like, if we were, I mean, we've if been we were to have a wiki page for a podcast, would oof have its own article? Yes. Of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it should. Because we, need to, we just need to list say? everything Every meme would have oof. its own article. Alright, well, that's our oof segment. I think we'll have a few more oof segments. But actually, what were you going to okay. say? Okay, I, I almost forgot it, but so then I remembered it. I liked, they did something that is a very classical kind of thing, where they did a shot of when Jesse James, the real Jesse James, comes up to McGrew the first time, that they make, how they're angling the camera, yeah, they make him look, look bigger, yeah. but then they do another shot and you realize they're the same height, which is something it's that a, yeah, people... Hype up a new character. Yeah, and it's really cool, because it's something that horror movies did, like, a, we watched the original Huckleberry Finn, and they did that with the one character. That's really cool. And it's just, it's something they used to do, and I think it's, like, even though it's trivial, I think it was interesting. Perspective is a very important part of well, shooting it's a, your film. Yeah, it's also a really bad perspective, because you realize it doesn't work once you... Well, I think, like, for, I think for the introduction, it's good perspective. Yeah, because even fun. even though they're the same height, you could still always argue that Jesse James is the bigger man. It paints yeah, him in right. that light that he's a he's a more kind of buff, burly individual. Yeah, he's intimidating. Yeah, he's, I feel yes. like that's yes. the initial that's reason the why they yeah. did it was just to like show how intimidating of a person he was, especially because of the way he was supposed to interact with uh, Rance. Real talk. Rance looked like an older version of Brandon Urie. I don't see it. Yes, you did. You saw him. I have to see that now because I don't remember what he looked like. Give me a second. Although one of the two, one of the uh, extras in the cast in the very first scene, Corey and I decided looked like uh, Jesse Ventura. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He he looks like former governor and former star predator because he is the star Jesse Ventura. Okay. I, I would, if we were I don't a, think he looked if like we were a non PG like podcast, old, like I would I would splice in his his most if famous line. If you put a line. hat on mm-hmm. Renanuri, a gosh darn flirtatious Tyrannosaurus yeah. is the clean version. <laughs> but I really love that line. Uh, the final thing I want to touch on is the music. How did we all enjoy the music? Um, I liked it. It was very western. I usually have something to say about the music in this week. I don't. I don't know. I just not that it was bad or was good. I just don't. Yeah, it really it. didn't have it's like. Really, yeah. If you did anything else, it just wouldn't fit. So yeah. I feel like they were obliged to use Western music just because if they didn't, like, then you just would have lost all feeling. Yeah, but like in, in a Western, you don't really pay attention to the music because it's just kind of like the same twang of a banjo yeah. and like the piano. Yeah, like whistles in the background, stuff like that. So. We'll touch just, more on that in bios and trivia. I just think of that song where it's like blah blah blah. Yeah, the the good, the, the bad, the and the ugly. Gunslinging song. Yeah. I think my favorite part though was when um <laughs> was when they went back in time, and then Jesse James walked in and. As soon as they mentioned like a gunfight, everybody in the room hid underneath all the tables. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say I really like how they <laughs> how they uh, 
played the characters out in this one because Rance when I first heard about this and when I got like the basic gist of this episode I was expecting a real like fish out of water story right but Rance isn't totally out of the water like he's yeah. like there's still like there's a little bit of like a subconscious thing going on between the characters where they both know that like they're kind of like crossing it's time weird. paths yeah, away. Like yeah, weird. like they're not like it's not totally acknowledging like Jesse James yeah. is going like what's your yellow belly talking about cut yeah. for? Like he kind of just like forgets about that and like yeah. realizes that this like he still has to bully Rance. Yeah. <laughs> and in turn like Rance like isn't he's intimidated by Jesse James but not like fully. And, like, the fact that he manages to get away and convince Jesse James to, like, not shoot him on sight. It's it, just, it was just real interesting to see how, like, again, I was expecting a fish totally out of water, but, like, there was kind of a, a knowledge of, like, hey, we're crossing time paths here, but Jesse James was kind of playing the... He was kind of a villain, but he also wasn't. Yeah. Like, that's He's another thing. villain. Right. Like, that's the other thing I noticed, too, is that, like, Rance is both the good and the bad guy, because, like, we feel sorry for him because he's getting bullied by the most dangerous western outlaw known to man but he's also a jerk to everybody he works with in, when he's doing his scenes and then Jesse James comes in and it's like we want to see him beat up the jerk but at the same time it's like he's also going to kill him and it's like we don't know yeah. if we want him to go that far so. I think one of the things that this episode does really well is moral ambiguity I, I mean, Rance is likable, but so is Jesse. There's no, there's no character you hate. Connor, what do you have to say? Uh, I don't think that I. You said something about about Rance convincing Jesse not to shoot him. Yeah. I think that was kind of his plan all along. I don't think Jesse really wanted to shoot him. No, he was never going to. No, but I think he was just I don't think he had the him. idea. Yeah. I don't. I think Rance may have. Uh, pun intended, shot himself in the foot here. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't think Jesse was gonna actually go through with it until Rance offered to do anything. I think Jesse was just there to rough him up, maybe a little. I also really else. like how this ended, so I, I think the ending of this was perfect too. about how it was like, basically, you're gonna you're gonna do everything right from now on yeah. and it just all involves him just beating the crap out of himself through <laughs> different stunts. I would watch that show. <laughs> Alright, you guys gonna, do you have a jingle for me tonight? Pew, 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 pew. The special Western bios. <laughs> <laughs> this was written by Rod Serling based on an idea by Frederick Lewis Fox. Rod was increasingly worried that people thought he was plagiarizing, even though he wasn't. So he uh, made sure he bought the rights to this story, even though uh, the differences were pretty much there. Uh, Fox was known for writing old westerns and one other Twilight Zone episode that was uh, that he completely wrote, directed by Christian Nibby. Nyby N Y B Y. He directed and directs and stars in one more, and he was the director of uh, Bon Bonanza 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 yeah, Bonanza. So Bonanza. I, I spelled Bonanza. it. I spelled it wrong. All right. So that's one of the most famous westerns of all time. Mm-hmm. Larry Blyden played Rance McGrew. He is dead. Uh, nothing of note no. from him. Oof. Nothing from note of him. One more Twilight Zone did a lot of TV. He looks like Brandon oh. Yuri. I was gonna. I was also gonna mention the fact, like you said, he's dead. Nothing of note, but I remember his character said, oh, "I was nominated for an Emmy twice." Well, he was not. And that twice. was another thing Jesse James was kind of like throughout the window because I'm pretty sure the Emmys didn't exist in the Wild Wild West. I could be wrong. That's but... true. No, they did not exist. <laughs> so, but the Are fact. You sure about that? <laughs> I, I'm actually 100 percent sure that TV was not around in the 19th century. <laughs> Are you sure about that? All right, Arch, Arch Johnson played Jesse James, who is also dead. He stars. He stars in the original Wonder Woman and the Bionic Woman. Ooh, Bionic yep. Woman. Yeah, I love Bionic Woman. So he was in a lot of woman TV shows. Boom. Real, real. A real. He's a real A path maker for the feminist cause. He was in a few more Twilight Zone episodes, but nothing to note. Moving on to trivia from the International Movie Database. Uh, the funeral director was named after the episode director, so the hearse you see has a logo on it named after the episode director. The oopsies, there are cars visible, and there is a boom mic visible in one shot. 1801 in the show, if wow. you're interested. I, mo- I put it down in my notes. I noticed that I was so proud of myself. <laughs> from the Twilight Zone Companion, written by... Oh, second edition, excuse me. Written by... Mark Scott Zickery. Rod thought this episode was funny. Uh, no doubt he wrote it. I hope he would. <laughs> I can and just imagine writing it and chuckling to himself. <laughs> he probably did, but he admitted that it was not as good as it should have been. And from Unlocking a Door to a Television Classic, written by Martin Gra- written by Martin Grams Jr., 
This was originally supposed to be a Ray Bradbury episode. Bradbury could not get the material in time, so Rod paid the original writer and did this episode instead. The music was all pre pre-used they paid for it and it was all made from westerns so they paid the studio to use it and it was all from western Oof. tv shows ray bradbury is in the ray bradbury that wrote like all the science fiction books that is as, true. As when we were kids. no the yeah. other ray bradbury <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, i hate that ray bradbury no relation to eat them not better stop we don't bring this yeah. meme here yeah. <laughs> i'm ethan bradbury ethan bradbury the uh, stunt actor that played the stunt actor in this episode is actually a really world-renowned stunt actor, so they gave him this role. <laughs> oh my god, he played himself? Yes, pretty That's much. Amazing. Played stunt himself, actor doing the job. Played himself. From the Twilight Zone Blu-ray box set, there was an interview with Robert Cornthwaite, who played the director, he was not the director. Uh, he pretty much says the same stuff everyone else does. He worked with this director a lot. Uh, he loved Serling, really down-to-earth guy, hung out with all the actors. Uh, I mean, he served, the, the actors served in the army, I thought that was kind of cool. He was in the original 1953 The Thing. He was also in the 50s War of the Worlds. Mm. He was in a lot of movies. He's a really, really famous actor. He's in a few more Twilight Zones as a more prominent role. And uh, he said that TV shows didn't have good salaries back in the 50s, so you had to find a lot of work. All right, moving on to what ripped this off or what uh, what this ripped off. Uh, this is a pretty original episode. I'm kind of drawing a lot of blanks here. Um, I can't really think of anything either, honestly. You can't point out a specific Western movie one because there's so many. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you were to say that like this ripped off like another Western, then like hundreds of westerns have ripped off other. Westerns out there. So. I think this ripped off Westerns is a joke, though, so I don't think yeah. we can really count that. Right. So, like, even then, like, e- even more of, like, a, a, a reach. Yes. What did you think of? Okay, well, as a child, uh, I used to read a lot of ghost stories because mm-hmm. I thought they were fun. And there was this one anthology that I remember reading. It was my favorite. It was called Ghost Towns. And the whole premise was it was just ghost stories that related somehow to the West. Yeah. And there's a story where there's a kid, a kid ghost that's a west west kid and like from the western yeah. times and people go through the town like on tours and he's always insulted because like people are dressing up pretending to be cowboys and stuff and he ends yeah. up tricking this one other kid to switch places with them so it's kind of similar but that not might quite. be the original story Oof. honestly i don't think so okay well that might he might have taken from that this kind of reminded me of a film called hot fuzz i don't know if you guys have seen it nope um it wasn't like it in plot but I thought it was kind of the themes were the same. The Hot Fuzz is the same guys who did Shaun of the Dead and that kind of stuff. I they love are Shaun of the Dead. they are detectives in a small town, and uh, there's a big conspiracy going on. But they're way out of their league, and they're just kind of very a farce of what a inspector movie should be. So it didn't really rip it off, but I think it was a bit similar. Wasn't wasn't Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead Edgar Wright? Yeah, Edgar Wright. Also Baby Driver. Also Baby Driver. Oh, and who wrote Ant Man did not get to direct it. Sad. Um, sad. <laughs> trying to think of anything else. Not really. Drawing mm-hmm. kind of blanks. This was fairly original. So, moving on to ratings. We're blowing through this episode. Let's go into ratings. I gave this episode a 7 out of 10. Wow. I thought it was pretty darn funny. Can I actually see a pen from somebody? There should be a pencil There's over a pencil, there. purple one. Yeah. I just gotta write everyone's sounds. I gave it a 7 out of 10. thought it was pretty funny. Um... Some of the acting could have been better, and the plot could have been a little more interesting at times, but I thought, altogether, this is a very uh, strong episode, and should not does not deserve to be in the bottom ten of the IMDb list of episodes. This episode holds like a 6.7 on uh, IMDb, International Movie Database. There we go, I got it right. Uh, I'll have to double check that before I upload it, but yeah, it holds a really low score. For some reason, I don't agree with it at all. It is in the bottom ten. I know that for sure. So I give it a seven out of ten. What about? Let's go. We'll, we'll do Ben Shadless since he's our uh, guest. We want to put him on a pedestal. Connor, <laughs> I give it a four. Ooh. Didn't do it for me. All right, astute observations <laughs> from Connor. Corey, uh, I'm, I'm giving it a nine. This Ooh, is my, wow. wow, this is my favorite episode by far. Fight flew by and it was really funny. All right, Tabs. I give it an eight. I really like this one. Like, it wasn't 
like story wise it has it's like not my favorite but joke wise and like concept wise it probably was one of my favorites um while i don't believe it belongs in the bottom 10 i am gonna only give it a 6.5 Ooh, you were thinking a three when we first watched well, it well then changed? i start. well yeah. i started to think about mute and i really didn't like that episode <laughs> <laughs> and i was like there's no way was, i can rank it, it was basically like a hey this was bad but it wasn't that, that bad, bad. <laughs> so, now so what did you give mute again a three i think i think it was four. i think i gave it a four it. all right and finally ben shad uh, this is kind of weird because this is my first Twilight Zone episode, yes. so I don't really have others to gauge it on. But so I'm just gonna use kind of like my broadcasting <clears throat> knowledge and just as a TV episode in general, and I'll probably give it a seven out of ten, just because yeah, it had some pretty good witty laughs. It kept my attention through the whole thing. The story had me engaged, but it also didn't really have anything spectacular to it. I wasn't like you know going crazy laughing over like a really good joke or anything like that. So it was a good average episode kept my attention and kept me watching the entire time awesome uh would you watch more twilight zones after seeing this episode or do you have like a renewed interest in watching some of the series i i honestly like i didn't know much about the twilight zone i've like seen jokes and parodies of it but even then they they don't really do it that much justice Mm -hmm. so um it was definitely an interesting episode i think i might uh like if i'm ever bored one day i might just watch a couple more just out of curiosity to see what's going on it's just my next my netflix plate is so full between yeah big mouth uh the west wing and west any other wing. movies i feel like watching west wing is a great show watch it um after you watch twilight <laughs> zone yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, so. after you invest into five seasons of this invest into seven seasons of the west oh, wing yeah. or at least the first <laughs> four so before we jump into previews and the question of the week and we say our farewell uh why don't you go ahead and plug all the stuff you want to you are a guest you this oh, isn't yeah, like IXQ. Yeah, you can plug as much as you want. I so can plug as much as I want. Go All ahead right. and plug your stuff. I'm okay. Make it a um, quick Facebook well, post anyway. Well, I know the uh, both Ben and Ashley through um, WIXQ. I was the show after theirs way back when. We uh, miss you. Last semester. I miss you guys too. How do I tune into uh, WIXQ again? There's yeah. plenty of ways. If you are in the Lancaster area, you can do 91.7 FM in your car radio or any radio for that matter. If you're a little bit outside of our range, there is 917theville.com. That's where you can listen to all sorts of shows, where you can listen to Ben and Ashley's at Sundays 1 to 3. Yep. Or you can listen to mine Saturdays 1 to 3. We call it The Walk of Shame. I Basically, love this show. It's great. It's really the good. purpose of it is you, um, if you're up at Saturday on a, at 1 a.m. It's because you either got to go to work or you did something regrettable the night before. <laughs> and my job is to help people get through it, playing positive music, talking about supposedly other people's experiences. Mostly it's just been me kind of going through crap. But I always give it a good uh, spin at the end of it, kind of like we learn from our mistakes, learn from all sorts of different experiences, and not everything is as bad as you know our crazy minds like to make it seem. Um, so that's the radio plug. TV plug, MUTV 99.1, if you are anywhere on the dorms um, and you have your cable plugged in. 99.1 has some good memes. It's on. worth it's worth the watch. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of times it's reruns, but if you catch us live, that's when you might be able to see me. I'm typically doing a lot of work with them, um, and they're a great crew of people. I absolutely love working with them each and every day, um, and can't wait to make more stuff. We've got a nice, good uh, uh, oof post, if that's how it, that's how this works, yeah. uh, coming on, where I actually did uh, Ben's crib for part two of MUTV yeah. Cribs, so I'm still working on that, but that should be coming through. Corey and I um, were privileged enough to have Ben Chad film our pad, <laughs> our dorm room, and we're going to be on MUTV Cribs, we'll be linking it to this the This is what roughly $7,000 can buy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, um... Oh, wow. I'm going to plug again real quick. Just uh, Wolfenstein 2 just came out. Absolutely great game. I'm going to download it and play it until I have to work. Um, <laughs> West Wing is a great show on Netflix that I've been watching. That's a good plug right there. Um, any other plugs? Um, I think I'm good. So right, well, there they are. I'm a little biased being Ben's friend, but he does have one of the best shows on mm-hmm. IXQ. So I agree with that. If you're ever up from 1 to 3 on Saturdays, just you can... If you have a life. <laughs> yeah. tune, in from, tune in from anywhere in the world. All you need is an internet connection. And uh, yeah, I find most times on campus I have to Ooh. disconnect from the internet, and then it'll start playing, and then I have to reconnect. But streaming should work off campus fine. It's just Millersville campus. It's terrible. Yeah. Next week, we take... It is a episode six, so every six episodes, we head back to season four. So we're going back to an hour-long one. This one is called uh, The Incredible World of Horace Ford. I will read you Rod's preview, and then everyone will guess, including Ben Shad. 
Although he will not, sadly, will not be joining us next week. I might just watch it, just you so I can join, because there was collective <laughs> groan around the room, yeah. so I think I might have to join in the <laughs> suffering. It's an hour-long episode. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be on our show again one day in the future. But uh, Yeah, so, here we go. Connor won last week with his uh, guess for what the twist is with Showdown with Rance McGrew. Ashley came in close second. Corey, not close. Ah, come Tabitha on, was almost there. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys know. Zombie cowboys. How was that close at all? That this. <laughs> I mean, worse. it's kind of close. <laughs> this doesn't have much of a twist per se, but there is some. I'll, I'll have you guys guess what kind of spooky stuff happens over the course of the episode. Mr. Horace Ford, who has a preoccupation with another, a time of street games, stickball, and hide and go seek. He has a reluctance to check out a mirror and see the nature of his image. Proof positive that time that the time he dwells in has already passed him by. But in a moment or two, he'll discover the mechanical toys and memories and daydreaming and wishful thinking and all manner of odd and special events can lead to one can lead one into a special province, uncharted and unmapped, a country of both shadow and substance, known as the Twilight Zone. I'll guess first. Alright, Ash. <laughs> Um, because you mentioned, like, a lot of childhood things, I feel like he's gonna end up hanging out with his childhood self and maybe play with his childhood self. I'm gonna hold... And... You are... Yeah. You you may have won. I, I mean... That was gonna be my <gasps> guess, too. Ash, Ash is the... You can get more specific, but Ash is currently... Ow. Oh! <laughs> she is the, uh, she is the score to... Bench All right, I'll go second. Ash, I think, got a pretty good point, but I'm going to say it's actually, from the way Ben described it, I think he's actually going to meet his older self. I think that's how it's going to work. I think he, this character meets his older self and learns that, like, the future is not as, like, great as it seems or something like that, that, like, enjoy your childhood while you have it. Ben Chad, there's an episode called uh, A Walking Distance, which is one of the best episodes of all time which is pretty much that exact plot. I recommend you watch that instead. It's 30 minutes, it's on Netflix, and it's much more enjoyable. Okay. I'm sorry, that was, that sounds like a much better episode, but you are not correct. Ash is still the score to Woo! beat. Who, will, who wants to take a gander next? Connor Buckley does. I'm going to go in a completely different direction. You're going to be wrong. <laughs> you're right, I will be. The, the twist to this episode is that there is no plot. It's just an hour of filler. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Connor, Connor gets the... Connor gets oh, the so hard creative. because... Alright, Connor's a co-winner no matter what because that is honestly true. Although you don't get top billing of wins. Good. Ashley still the score to beat. Should I, should I do it? Should I do my thing? Do it. <laughs> do, do the thing. thing. Okay, so going with their uh, fighting their older selves, uh, Backlash 2006, we, got, <laughs> oh, we no. had Masked Kane versus Unmasked Kane. No <laughs> yes, match. It's terrible. <laughs> so my question is, we're watching Backlash 2006. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Is that better or worse than this? Oh, dude, I don't know, man. <laughs> Kane versus Kane, what do you think? That, that might be true, because Corey and I might be watching that. So, Ashley, still still score to beat Tabitha. You have one chance to knock off the champion. Oh. Ashley, remind us what your guess was. It was that he meets his older, or he meets his younger self. Yeah. And he wants to go back, did you say? Yeah. All right, well, it is. Let's see if you can uh, get a little more specific. A little more specific. Okay, going off of what Ash was saying about this man meeting his childhood self, let's say that his life has gone down the drain, and he's just being all nostalgic about his past self while he's hanging out with his with his past self and he's like man I wish I could be a kid again and then they trade places you are about to win until that trading pays gosh darn it <laughs> Ashley is the winner of this Woo! week alright um I don't want to give away too much of the plot or any spoilers or the twist but uh oh so there is a twist no not really uh, <laughs> uh sorta eh. supposed twist it's, it, if, it, if twist requires it being good I know what Oof. the twist is. Uh, let's just say that he also meets up with um, some kids that he played with from oh, his childhood, no. but it is not all that it seems. Oh, I was going to say the twist is it turns out to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> like, halfway through the episode, it just, like, kind of sputters out in the next scene. It's Kane! It's yes, gotta, be Kane. gotta be Kane! My God! <laughs> so we always end on a question of the week, and uh, what better way to uh, indoctrinate Ben Shad into this 
this world of bad podcasting, then a, then a question that's a little hard to answer. What is your favorite real or fictitious cowboy, outlaw, cowgirl, cow anything? If it's Western, it counts. All right. Uh, so I guess I'll start it off again. I have two. So I have a fictitious one. Which was again from Magnificent Seven. Really, kind of all of them. They were all pretty enjoyable they characters. Were very cool. But I think I mentioned this before. Just the name of Good Knight Robichaux. That just sounds like such a great name. Like just like his nickname is Good Knight, as in you're not waking up, yeah. you're sleeping forever. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And then with the like the name that just rolls off the tongue of Robichaux. Like it just sounds like, like Robitussin. <laughs> Robitussin. Ro- good night, Robitussin. The next slogan for Robitussin. Is that the sequel to Good Night Moon? And then my that's really dark. And then like my uh, real one has to be the great legendary Western actor of all time. Who yes, John Wayne. Obviously, John Wayne playing so many movies. The first movie I watched with John Wayne in it, he actually wasn't a Western person. He was playing an Irishman who moved back home, and then he was supposed to play the quiet man, except he wasn't quiet. No, John Because it was John Wayne in a movie, so he was like the celebrity that came back and he talked a lot. Yeah. (laughs) So, and that was for like an English class back in sophomore year of high school. But those are my two Westerners that I really enjoy. Alright, is it alright if I go next? No, I'm just looking at you. Uh... I have two fictitious ones because I'm not much of a Western history buff. I should be. It would interest me. Growing up, my dad and I watched a television program called uh, Kung Fu about an Asian immigrant who moves to the West and uses Kung Fu to kick bad guys' butts. And uh, he was awesome. I love it. He fights racism. He fights uh, outlaws. He fights injustice. And he does it all while kicking and hawaiing and karateing. It's amazing. I recommend the show. It's it's got that great early two thousands vibe. And the other the other uh, fictitious cowboy outlaw thing. Uh, this is this is I chose this because it's recently burned in my mind. I watched a picture called Wind River, starring uh, Jeremy Renner, she, Elizabeth Olsen, who's actually Scarlet she's Witch. Scarlet Witch. And oh, oh, I did not know that. She's the actual talented one. Um, <laughs> They're two detectives fi- uh, solving a uh, murder, and I guess the appropriate friendly way would be it's a special victim's murder. Um, there's some not suitable for the workplace violence, I guess is what oh. I, which is the best place to put it. And um, they're, they're investigating this murder and this corrupt, corrupt city in the middle of Dakota. And uh, Jeremy Renner plays a, plays a paid hunter who hunts kind of like wolves that are killing people's livestock. But he's a bad butt. He's really cool. Uh, I love him. And uh, yeah, Wind River. Check it out. Great, great film. Out in theaters right now. So you said at the beginning it could be a cow thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could be a cow thing. All right. Shocky milk. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this? Yes. Wait, your favorite cowboy is a liquid. <laughs> you said cow thing. It's not a cowboy. Chocolate okay. milk. Chocolate milk is an acceptable... No, no, not chalk, chocolate milk. It chalky has to be milk. Chalky. 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 Milk. That's, what, that's what my one co-worker and I call chocolate milk at work. We call it chalky milk. <laughs> that's what everybody calls it. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's chalky, chalky milk. milk. It's a dish. Obviously not. Ben just called it chocolate milk. Theme it tonight, I suppose. Oh. <laughs> Corey? Uh, I don't do Westerners, but... Uh, I there was a bad movie that came out this year called Dark Tower. Dark Tower and Idris an Elba is kind of like he's, Idris Elba. Like he's got six shooter, you know. It's, it's close cool. Enough. I'm it's, really surprised you didn't well, say name, Cactus his, Jack. Isn't his name the Cowboy or whatever? It's what is his Can name? The Gunslinger. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much a cowboy name. Yeah. Uh, your second one can be Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. Foley, aka Dude Love, aka Mankind, aka the artist formerly known as I Have Two Working Knees. There's there's nothing spice about the fact that Mick Foley doesn't have working knees. Yeah, it's just oof. That's what happens when you jump off twenty foot structures like head first. You get hurt. Yeah, right. He almost died in the ring for real. Oh my goodness. No. He almost he almost died. He almost bled out in the ring several times times over the course of his career. He's a wild man. Well, let's see. I enjoy the singing cows at Hershey's Chocolate World ride because they're exciting and their song is very catchy. Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) I I honestly 
not gonna lie, I cried a little bit when they like renovated the ride because they changed everything up and the cows are different and I didn't yeah. like it. But anyway, um, <laughs> outlaw wise, I love Bonnie and Clyde. Mm. That's a mm. Bonnie and Clyde are probably my favorite outlaws. Yeah. Of Romantic, all time. killing people. Robin that was just it was just the way that they went out, man, oh, yeah. in a Guns blaze of glory. Yeah. <laughs> all right, finally, Ashley. Alright, well I have two. Um, I grew up on westerns because they're like my dad's favorite, so we've watched, I've watched so many. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Um, but two that really meant a lot to me were the movies Tombstone and um, Billy the Kid 2. I wasn't allowed to watch the first one because my dad said that it was too boring. <laughs> so we so just... He was looking out for you. Yeah, he was doing you a favor. A lot of sex, I take it? No, no, just too boring. Oh, like, really? honestly, my dad was like, I just don't want to sit through and watch it. Oh, <laughs> dad. <laughs> Out of both of those, um, I obviously liked the two really good gunslingers, so that would be Billy the Kid Oof. and Doc Holliday. <laughs> Continue. Ooh, I like Billy the Kid. Yeah, he's really cool. Doc Holliday's pretty sweet. And so. Doc Holliday is kind of the best. Like, not gonna lie, he was so cool. There's a scene... Where he's um he's he's drunk and this guy is making fun of him. This guy's trying to be cool and does all these cool gun tricks. And Doc Holliday, just despite him, takes his little shot glass that's kind of like a mini mug and does all the same tricks but with the shot glass and then takes a sip of his drink and sits down. And I'm just like, I want to be that level of cool. Doesn't he die of tuberculosis? tuberculosis. Yeah. I want to be like that's that. That's how too. heroes go out. <laughs> TB. <laughs> you either kill TB. Mesothelioma. <laughs> If you were a lovely <laughs> That's gotta be a coffee pasta. Thank you for joining us on the Rod Scott Squad, and a big thank you to Ben Shad for joining us on this uh, our, as our first guest, a, a title that no one else can have but you. Wow, I, I feel so, so special. I, it was gl- I had a great time here. Glad to be here, and can't wait to see whatever future episode might be in store. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna have Ben back on the show at a future date. Uh, next week we are tackling an hour-long one. Uh, and we will see you then.